Hi, everyone. This week, we want to give listeners a look at what the first few months of starting your own company are like. That's why we are speaking with Matt Patterson, co-founder and CEO, and Matt Harb, co-founder and COO, of The House, a new app that puts butts in seats of restaurants at off-peak hours to optimize restaurants unlike ever before. The Mats started The House only five months ago. Let's see how it's going, yeah? Let's start with, let's actually just do like a quick description, like an elevator pitch of what the house is, and then we'll kind of go into the background of of how it got here. Uh, Sure. The house is a platform that uh, allows restaurants to sell their off-peak hours. It allows them to sell their open tables. Um, So restaurants, they they have time slots, um, and they have peak hours where they have people that walk in the door, and, uh, and a lot of times they have... You know, they're, they're at capacity and they have to turn people away. So we want to help restaurants sell their off-peak hours when they have open availability and bring people in when, when it matters. Um, normal marketing channels just drive, you know, consumers during those peak hours. We want to help them match supply and demand a little bit better. So basically, it allows the restaurant to market two different things. One is their happy hours and their normal specials. And then, and then two is more of like an agile form of marketing where at any point in time they can like push an offer that they create and create it on the fly in under 30 seconds and push an offer. It could be anything they want. It controls three things, really, um, what they're offering, uh, how many they're offering. So if you have 40 tables, you know, and 10 of them are wide open, you can only offer 10. And then the redemption windows. It's That's another key piece is like when they're coming in because we're selling time slots. So someone can do that kind of, like you said, a restaurant can do that on the fly, like like literally today. Oh yeah. They can push something right now that's live for the next hour. They Mm -hmm. can push something that might be live from 8 PM to 10 PM tonight. And then we allow them to do things up to seven days in advance if they know they're, they're off peak hours. But really like the original vision was that you could literally look at your floor and say, okay, Mm -hmm. we've got 10 open tables. We really want to fill those slots over the next hour with this specific offer. And that way you're not offerings that specific offer to everyone that walks in the door and like giving away your margin but you're you're filling those tables that you couldn't fill with full paying customers Mm -hmm. and how long has the house been around now Uh, i guess about five months okay so let's get a little bit of background information about y'all you both came from bellhops we did correct Mm -hmm. okay so maybe talk a little bit about what you did there and then what was kind of the catalyst that made you go okay let's start something new Sure. Uh, I was one of the uh, co-founding members of the team. It was late 2012, and uh, at the time it was me, Stephen Vlaos, and Cameron Duty, and we moved from Birmingham to Chattanooga to partner with the Lamp Post Group up here. And I was the COO of the company, and that was very broad. I mean, you know, when you're you know, there's only a few people on the team. I mean, you're kind of doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Specifically, what I was working on was customer service, uh, operations, uh, a lot of marketing, you know, helping with product development, uh, and just really anything you can put your hands on. Yeah, that's on. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was there for a little over four years. We helped it get to, uh, you know, a great place to where I felt comfortable kind of stepping back and starting on, you know, a new thing, and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we are today. So have you always wanted to start companies are you just like that's your 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 goal in life is I just like to start new projects and not necessarily I mean I really uh before bellhops I was 
doing banking and uh, for three years, and then I did two years in operations management in a healthcare company. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I, I really saw what my buddies Cameron and Steven were doing, and I was really honestly pretty jealous of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I got to see pretty much every day what they were working on. Um, and I thought it was really cool. It was really inspiring. And then uh, they had the ability to kind of, you know, take it to the next level um, from a bootstrap startup to kind of raising a seed round with lampposts. And they had said, uh, you know, we really, you probably need to find someone with an operations background um, to be your third partner. And that's kind of when uh, they approached me with joining the team. And, and so that's kind of when I kind of got that first entrepreneurial bug that bit you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the, what about you? Yeah, so I uh, I was actually like in the food world in college. Uh, managed a food truck, and then uh, my senior year, I actually opened like a, a wine bar downtown. Um, but graduated college and hopped on with bellhops in any way I could. Um, so I like started on the phones, um, kind of worked my way up, and uh, ended up being the director of operations over there. So I kind of managed the whole supply side of things. So uh, me and my team handled basically the bellhops across the country, hiring them, finding them, onboarding them, and making sure that they were you know hitting their milestones and kind of treating our customers well. But yeah, for me, like you know, I worked with Matt there; he was my boss. And when we kind of started talking about this, it seemed like an awesome fit. Uh, I love the restaurant world; like I think it's super interesting, and mm-hmm. um, I really liked the early days and like kind of what Matt's talking about, like having everything to do and you know, <laughs> yeah. you've just got to figure out how you're going to get it done. So, so yeah, it was a really good place to kind of jump off the ship and dive into it again. You said you wanted to get involved in Bellhops in any way you could. Is it kind of like the energy of the startup scene that you were into or just... A lot of it was the jealousy too, like Matt <laughs> said. So like I had a couple buddies that had gotten in early, like super early. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, man, I wish I would have, you know, been lucky enough to get in. And they had like a part-time role, so I just hopped on it. Okay, very cool. And here's an awesome story about Matt. Like he wanted to work for Bellhop so bad, and and he had heard such great things. And I mean, he had a he had a good job, you know, in the restaurant industry. But he, uh, we had a we were looking for a managerial position on our operations team, and he wanted to. He basically took like a minimum wage part-time role for three months just to try to like earn that position so he he basically had the confidence knowing that he could get the role eventually mm-hmm. and uh, he proved himself out and you know we kind of put him through the ringer <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> cool. my wife wasn't too bummed about it no. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you went from bellhops and then you started the house are there similarities or even differences between maybe the work you were doing at bellhops or what bellhops did um as a business that made this company make sense? Like, why did you go from bellhops to this restaurant model? And what was it that said, this makes sense for us as a team? Well, when starting a company, I mean, you really want to try to solve a problem and you really want to build something that you would use yourself. So on the consumer side, I mean, I'm always kind of looking for what's going on tonight, you know, in the restaurant scene. And really, there's not a great solution for that right now. And then on the operator side, you know, coming from Bellhops, you know, I know how hard it is to try to sell product at specific times. Um, it didn't, mm-hmm. doesn't do you any good. You know, half of our business was on Saturday. and It doesn't do you any good to sell more business on Saturday because you only have a finite amount of supply. Right. Uh, so you have to turn away business. So I kind of, uh, there's a similarity there. And then Matt came from the restaurant world, so I felt like he would be an incredible partner. Yeah, I think it, it was kind of a, 
like when, when Matt started talking to me about the idea, I was, I really like gravitated towards it because I feel like basically it's getting easier and easier to not eat at a restaurant. Like you've got all these like cool startup things like food delivery mm-hmm. is like high, you know, so huge right now, like Blue Apron and all these prep meals, even like going to the grocery store is easy now with shipped and like, uh, restaurants need butts and seats and especially in a place like Chattanooga where we've got such a like thriving restaurant culture mm-hmm. restaurant marketing is still kind of in like 2001 where it's like you know you can try to build your own app or you basically it's just like billboards and print marketing like there's nothing for like where should I go right now mm-hmm. and everybody ends up having that dilemma of like where should we go eat tonight there's too many places to choose and then you end up just like making a pizza at home or something yeah. like that and you're, right now you're in Chattanooga, like the, the, the app is just in Chattanooga. Do you have plans to go elsewhere or right now you really want to focus here? Uh, for now, we definitely want to focus here. We want to build out kind of a successful model here, but we do definitely want to take it uh, to other cities. I mean, we envision this being a nationwide brand. Very cool. Talk about what life is like on Main Street. And, and that's kind of how I view what you guys are doing, right? Because you're trying to help the small business owner, uh, frankly, operate better. And nobody gives you a playbook when you open up a restaurant or a small business. I think it's been a really interesting thing because it's like me and Matt are kind of like optimization wizards or like I would like to think we are. like Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> like at Bellhops, we're always thinking like how do we max out these hours? Like we went into this thinking like every restaurant owner is going to be like dying to fill every single table. Mm-hmm. And we learned pretty quickly that that's not exactly how everyone thinks about it. Like it's more about the night. So yeah, it's been really awesome to meet these people like a to know all the restaurants in town to see like get inside their heads and how they think about their business but really interesting to get to see how they think about their open tables like you know a lot of people just view it as a night or like a total revenue number they're not actually thinking like all right I got five in the back I want to optimize so it's Mm -hmm. been fun trying to kind of just starting to scratch the surface of like getting them to think that way. And I, so you, you have um, the restaurants, but then you have consumers like you and I. And what's that journey been like? And how, I guess the, your experience at Bellhops really has informed the consumer side as well. But what's that been like? Because I feel like a, building a consumer company is one of the hardest things ever. And I don't know whether I would ever have, frankly, the guts to go out and do it. Well, you know, you have an idea of like what you think the consumer wants. You go talk to people and you try to build what they want and then you launch it and you're like, man, like we need like 90 more features on this thing <laughs> before, uh, you know, we're going to get it to the point where we want it to be. And um, But yeah, that's really what we spent the first, you know, the past three or so weeks like working on is just talking to our users. Um, and I think we've iterated pretty quickly on a few things that were, that were big for us. I mean, we... Basically, we integrated um, everyone's like normal spe- like specials and happy hours into the app, and that was something that people were asking for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just talking to as many people as you can, trying to learn what they want, and then build for it. What would you say like the the biggest bump you hit, or like the most unexpected thing during this whole launch process and and kind of go to market has been so far? I think it was a lot of little things like. One, you know, me and Matt, like, sit at his house and, like, are, like, what are we going to name it? We pick out, like, the the house, and then we immediately go to the app store, like, see, like, all right, what are we competing against? And, like, the first thing that pulls up when you search the house is, like, some Titanic, like, click game, and you're, like, (laughs) like, perfect. We're going to rank over them, like, (laughs) one. 
Uh, but like come to find out they've been in app since like 2012 and <laughs> we're never going to beat them. So little mm. things like that, that with an app, it's really challenging. You got to be able to say like, search this, you know, most people think to search your name. So that, that was kind of a pop knot was like, all right, well now we've got to figure out how to get people to find us quickly. Uh, but yeah, it's been a lot of little stuff like that where it's like, oh man, we thought we had this figured out. And Walking through kind of you're building the company, you have some, some intern help and you two are kind of known here for being very good at attracting college talent. Kind of how have you done that? Like, like what is the, the secret to actually get good college talent and make them productive? I think a lot of people struggle with college help when they try to really micromanage them. And college kids, like, have so much to prove. So, like, yeah, at Bellhops, like, you know, most of my team was part-time college kids. And here we've got two incredible interns. So much of it is just, like, giving, like, empowering them. Like, mm-hmm. I know it sounds cheesy, but when you give, like, a young kid and you're like, hey, this is just yours, go get it, like, you know, good luck, kind of, rather than being, like, what they're normally going to get, which is like a serving job or something mm-hmm. where they're completely monitored and they're kind of boxed in. Uh, these kids are like still super versatile. They get technology really, really quickly. You know, you can show them, all right, here's search ads and look through this. Boom, they read four articles and they've kind of got a good grasp of it. So I think it's just a lot of that is just giving them the power to say like, all right, go go get it. Um, and 95% of the time, they like really, really surprise you. And sure, there's like, the ones who like take advantage of it or sure you know underperform but that's going to happen but I would say that's a huge reason and I didn't pick up on that like I think I credit a lot of that to like Nate and Nate Sexton who was at Bellhops and Matt Patterson as well because when I got to Bellhops they were already hiring college kids but at first I was like this is a bad idea but uh <laughs> somehow, we got, <laughs> somehow we were able to find like the entrepreneurial ones um so right now the two interns on our team are entrepreneurship majors and, I mean, this is, like, what they've been looking for. Yeah, that's probably true of uh, almost any age group, though, is, if, like, if you're, especially if you're coming from outside the startup realm. I think what draws a lot of people to startups is that feeling of ownership over your role and that this opportunity to do more than just this one task over and over. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool that you guys promote that. Kind of along the same lines, other than just having a good idea and a good founding team, what are other values or things that you want to establish with the house that will hopefully make it successful in the long term? Like, what is important for you as a team beyond just the idea? Uh, team, a team aspect is super important. I mean, we want in the future, we're, we're far away from hiring, uh, you know, our first employee, but we want uh, our future team, we want it to be the best job they've ever had. We want, you know, I mean, it may sound cheesy, but we want everybody to treat each other with respect and you know, we just want this to be uh, such a team environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that I would take the most pride in over profitability or growth is just having like a team that comes in every day and dies for this. How do you prom- How do you instill that in people? I think it starts with us. I mean, I think that is probably the main thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you come in and, and see, and it's not all about hours spent, but like if you know that we're pouring ourselves into it, mm-hmm. um, which we are, then you know, you want to be a part of that. And us giving you, like, ownership of it does that as well. So that kind of does round back to that empowerment thing. But, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, we want there to almost be, like, a proprietorship feel that, like, they have stake in this and no one leaves until it's done is kind of the mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's one thing you could tell, you know, other founders at this stage, 
what would it be? What would be your recommendation for them as they're they're building their team, their business, trying to make it big for themselves? I think you have to mentally just assume you're going to be in this for a couple years, like in a in a downtrodden phase. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a lot of days when you're just like, man, like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. You know, you're just going to have to, like, grind through issues. So I think if you can mentally just say, like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot for X amount of time and I'm going to power through, like, whatever challenges there are, I think you're eventually going to, like, come out of those successful. Yeah, I would say, um, like, you can't do it all in a day like I think the one of the hardest parts about this stage is like you want to just like especially coming from a startup that's bigger and has all these like process builds or really anything that is kind of more structured it's like you've got like you've got to nail down what's on your list for today you can't think about like Mm -hmm. all right how are we going to scale this today it's Mm -hmm. like you can only do the next thing and then you look back and you're like oh well we made a ton of progress like we were just talking about how great of a week we had last week and, you know, it was just a task every day. There was no big monumental thing. So, basically, like, incremental growth is amazing. Yeah, speed, sure. speed matters. I mean, it's like compounding interest. You know, yeah. the more I mm-hmm. do today, you know, the more I'm going to be, more wealthier I'm going to be a year from now. That kind of makes me think, like, I've always wondered this, especially for people who are building an app. When do you release it into the wild? Like, because, like... To me, it's like, oh, if I, was building, if I was building an app, I would want it to be beautifully designed. And in my head, I would have this idea of it being perfect. And I'm sure that is just not how it goes, especially when you have a budget and, you know, you have to put something out there at some point so you can start making money. When did you guys say, okay, I guess this is good enough. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine balance of, like, building something that you want to have a good first impression on. But mm-hmm. also, like, you, it's never going to be perfect. I mean... You know, four years from now, it's not going to be perfect. So we have to start somewhere. Um, so we felt strongly like we just got to get it out the door. And I think getting it out the door, um, you know, makes you work faster. I mean, yeah. you know, two sure. weeks after we've launched, like, you know, we've already felt like we've improved the product a great deal. And um, I think it's just something you have to do. You have to force yourself to make that decision. Um, I think that's all I have. Sandra, do you have anything else? I'm good. Okay, well, that was Thank that was you, awesome. gentlemen. Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks, guys. Great. Thanks. This week's episode was brought to you by Kinco. Common sense, uncommon value. We'll be back on Friday for our quick weekly tech and VC update. You can say hello to us on Twitter at ThisIsDynamo and find great logistics tech reading at hitthebutton.com. See you Friday.